Welcome to the EADV podcast, the official podcast of the European Academy of Dermatology and Venerology. I'm Daniel. And I'm Adriana. And we are your hosts. Every month, the JDV chooses and highlights four articles in a section called Editor's Picks. Today, we explore the Editor's Picks for April 2023. Describing acrolamella ichthyosis, hydrogenitis suppurativa and passive smoking, a neglected and dangerous mix. Treating chronic plaque psoriasis with a biologic in the real world, weight and more matters. And machine learning models are widely used but lack transparency. But before we get into that... Get ready to experience cutting-edge science and innovation in dermatology and venerology at the upcoming EADV Congress in Berlin, Germany from the 11th to the 14th of October 2023. The Congress is one of the largest international gatherings dedicated to dermatology and venereology, providing a platform for the brightest minds in research, clinicians and top industry professionals to come together, make connections and foster scientific collaboration. The diverse CME-accredited interactive programme covering the full A to Z of hot topics also includes innovative hands-on workshops, subspecialty sessions and industry sessions. The exhibition hall will provide opportunities for delegates to explore the latest technologies, treatments and products in the field to date. The wait is over. Tickets to attend the Congress on-site in Berlin are on sale now. Be sure to check out edvcongress2023.org for more information. Applying for EADV membership allows you to become part of a vibrant international community of professionals and gives you access to a variety of benefits and tools to deepen your knowledge while remaining up to date in your latest findings in your specialty. You're just two steps away from becoming an EADV member. Apply today. Visit eadv.org if you wish to learn more. And now, the editor's picks. Describing Acrolamellar Ichthyosis Inherited ichthyosis comprises a genetically heterogeneous group of disorders with skin dryness and scaling starting at birth or in childhood. Although ichthyosis are easy to recognize as a group of disorders, clinical subclassification and genotype-phenotype correlations are challenging because of the large number of genes in private disease-causing variants. Frommers and colleagues describe two families with autosomal dominant inheritance of a peculiar clinical phenotype consisting of childhood onset acrolamellar ichthyosis. This was characterized by brown lamellar scaling without evidence of blistering, molting, or peeling. They found that this phenotype is caused by amino acid substitution in C-terminus of keratin-2. This molecular defect was not predicted by clinical or histologic features, and the authors proposed that it extends the spectrum of phenotype associated with mutations in the gene of keratin-2. Acrolamellar ichthyosis may thus be genetically heterogeneous. Hydrogenitis suppurativa and passive smoking, a neglected and dangerous mix. Smoking is considered one of the main contributing risk factors for hydrogenitis suppurativa development and should be systematically assessed in the approach to these patients. It is well known that passive smoking is responsible for the development of numerous pathologies. However, the possible contribution of passive smoking in HS appears to be thus far neglected and not described in the literature. The aim of a retrospective study by Aparicio Martins et al. was to access passive smoking in HS patients and secondarily to investigate a possible association between smoking and age at onset and disease severity. In their population of 266 HS patients, passive smoking was identified in 53.2% of patients who declared themselves as non-smokers, and the prevalence of global, active and passive tobacco exposure reached 86.7%. Additionally, both active and passive smokers had a later disease onset, while HS severity appeared to be similar in smoking and non-smoking groups. Smoking exposure in HS patients may be more prevalent than previously described. 
the earlier disease onset in non-smokers argues for a strong genetic component, and the later disease onset in smokers, active or passive, further confirms smoking as an important cofactor for HS development. Therefore, this study reinforces the importance of tobacco exposure in the development of HS and highlights the possible contribution of passive smoking. Treating chronic plaque psoriasis with biologic in the real world, weight and more matters. A monocentric retrospective study conducted by Rompotti and colleagues among patients with chronic plaque psoriasis investigated clinical factors that influence both initial response to treatment and long-term treatment maintenance of brodalumab, which inhibits a series of IL-17 cytokines. Their results showed its high effectiveness along with good safety profile in the real-world setting, which is important since, according to the authors, there have only been clinical trial data. Psoriasis Area Severity Index 90 and 100 were reached in 81.1 and 66% of the cohort at week 12 and 16 respectively. These measures remain high over time with 87.1 and 80.7 of the study population achieving 90% and 100% improvement of the initial PSAI at week 104 of treatment respectively. In their study, obesity, prior use of more than two systemic treatments, and coexistence of more than three comorbidities seem to negatively impact the probability of being a superresponder, defined as a patient who achieves clear or almost clear skin at week 12 to 16. The prognostic value of initial response to treatment was important because it is associated with favorable drug survival, where prior to an anti-IL-17 was a negative impact in the two-year study period. However, obesity did not seem to influence overall drug survival in this cohort. A drug discontinuation of 24% was a secondary failure. Arthralgia was the most common side effect. The authors closed with the note that brodalumab showed a high efficacy and good safety profile in this real-world study. Machine learning models are widely used but lack transparency. Machine learning models are increasingly proposed for use in skin lesion classification, supported by the highly successful applications of machine learning in fields such as facial recognition and protein structure prediction. However, the limited size and uncertain contents of many skin cancer datasets raises concerns over the performance of current machine learning models across different skin phototypes and skin cancer types. Steele et al. carried out a systematic review of published machine learning models developed for skin cancer diagnosis. They assessed whether the performance of machine learning models was reported separately for different skin phototypes and rarer skin cancers, and created a network of skin cancer datasets. Through this analysis of 114 studies, they provide insights into the clinical utility of current machine learning models, the landscape of data collection currently, and the need for greater transparency in machine learning model reporting. The largest data sets for training, over 50,000, are private, five from Asia, two from Europe, and two from the United States. Lack of transparency of model performance might give rise to inappropriate use and conclusions in certain populations. Therefore, the authors recommend that the machine learning model performance should be reported separately across subgroups of interest to denote the intended use population. Our first article was Acral lamellar ichthyosis with amino acid substitution in the C-terminus of keratin-2 by Fromertz and co-authors. Our second article was Passive Smoking in Hydrodinitis Superativa, a retrospective analysis by Aparicio Martins and co-authors. Our third article was 
Brodalumab in plague psoriasis, real-world data on effectiveness, safety, and clinical predictive factors of initial response and drug survival over a period of 104 weeks by Rompati and co-authors. Our fourth article was Determining the clinical applicability of machine learning models through assessment of reporting across skin phototypes and rare skin cancer types. A systemic review by Stilin co-authors. Of course, all of the research presented today can be found in the Journal of the European Academy of Dermatology and Venereology. Though you can find free access and open access articles, EADV members benefit greatly by having access to all articles and content. We would like to give a special thank you to all of our listeners. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, follow us on Spotify, or otherwise find us in any major podcast provider. We appreciate you joining us and look forward to presenting more interviews, research, and other topics of merit. Before you go, a quick favor. If you are a regular listener to our podcast, we would love to hear from you. Your feedback will help us improve the show and develop episodes that you are interested in hearing. To participate in the short survey, simply follow the link in the show notes of this episode. Thank you for your support. It means a lot. We look forward to hearing from you. Until the next episode, take care of your skin.